Sport has resumed. Still under oath, Mr. Fresco. Yes, Mr. Green. Lady, my apologies. I may have to repeat some questions, yes. I realise, because we compared. So if you would bear with me on that. Yes, nice. Mr. Fresco, I'm sorry, I have to repeat some questions for recording purposes. You said that you were issued with two fines and that both were paid. That's, that was your initial evidence. From what I understand, yes. Yes. You I also asked you about the high speed that you were driving and what, what is your answer to that? As I said, you had said a speed and I said I can't remember. You're not denying it? If I can't remember, how can I deny it? Well, I, I think you can. If you tell me that I drove a certain day at 260 kilometers an hour, and there was no way that I could have done it, I would deny it. I won't say I can't remember it. That's the point I'm making. What do you say to that? As I said before, I can't remember. So must I then accept that you cannot deny it? I can't deny if I can't remember. You said that you were stopped on two occasions, the one for the number plate and the one for speed. Correct. And on both occasions you received a fine, one for the number plate and one for the speed. I did, my lady. You see, I, I looked at your evidence in chief, Mr. Fresco, and what you said there, that you were stopped, and at that scene, that shortly thereafter another set of policemen arrived at the scene and said that they had been chasing you from the toll plaza. Correct. But that cannot be. Because you had left, because you were not stopped once, but you were stopped, and on a later occasion you were again stopped. Correct. So I'm trying to understand on what basis you would have told the court that when you were still at the scene after being stopped for the number plate, another set of policemen or traffic officers? No. Initially, when we, were in, we, when we had been stopped for the number plates, that was just after we started the journey home. Could you repeat that, please? Just after we had left the Vol River, shortly, I can't exactly remember a timeline, we were stopped for the first time. That's for the number plates? Correct. And then? Later on, on the drive home, the lady was stopped for speeding. Where was that in relation to the first place? Quite a way away, a long way away. I can't, I, can't, I can't give you an exact distance because I don't know. Still on the highway? The one, on the, hi the one where we got stopped was just after the Krasmir Toll Plaza. The first time or the second time? Second time for speeding after the Krasmir Toll Plaza. But what I'm asking you about is your evidence in chief. When you said that, that you were still at the scene when another set of policemen... That was the second time. So you were stopped the second time for speeding. Which is when the, when the policeman touched the accused weapon. That was the second time we were stopped. The first time we were stopped was for the number plates. So let me understand. The second time we were stopped for speed and after being stopped for speed, 
other policemen came and also complained about speeding. They had said something about speeding, they didn't, they didn't do anything else about it. And you were issued with a ticket? Correct, my lady. What did you do with that ticket? As I'd said before, both fines were handed over at the dealership. I'm, I'm, I'm going to test if that could be correct. Okay. Mr. Fresco, that speeding ticket was issued in your name. Correct. It was you contravened. Correct. Why is it relevant to the dealer? It's not. But I just handed it over at the same time. But Mr. Pistorius will say what you did is you scrambled the ticket and threw it in a footwell on the left side. That's what happened to that ticket. It was never paid. That was the first fine. So the first time, Both. how did you treat that ticket? Which one? Could you repeat that, please? Well, tell me about the scrambling of the ticket. The, scrambling of it. The officer was taking a really long time to write the ticket, and then when I got it, I scrambled it and I threw it on the floor. And then what happened to that ticket? They were both given across. But I still fail to understand Because as you had asked me if, the, if it was in my name, both tickets were in my name, seeing that I was driving on both occasions. So both tickets were, excuse me, were handed over at the same time, my lady. Miss, uh, did you not, the two of you, Mr. Pistorius and you, not say that you wanted to shoot a robot? I don't ever remember saying that, my lady. My understanding of your evidence is different. It is that you were driving, and it was quite some time after being stopped, the second time, that without you knowing, out of the blue, Mr. Pistorius fired a shot through the open sunroof. That was on the way home after having gone to those other people's houses, that he had fired the weapon out the sunroof. Yes, the emphasis is a bit different. It was quite some distance from where you had been stopped the last time. Uh, it was quite some time after we had been stopped. And before the firing of the shot, there was no warning that it was about to happen? No. There was no talking about it? None, my lady. There was no irritation about it? No, because this was quite a long time after we had been stopped. There was no one being furious about anything before? No. There was no one laughing about it? No. It was just on the drive after we had left these other people's houses. Out of the blue? Out of the blue, you're No warning? None, my lady. I'm just trying to think what we should do and how I should treat the evidence of Ms. Taylor where she said that Oscar and Darren were pretty anxious and a little bit irritated with the policeman. And so they laughed and they said that they wanted to shoot a robot. And then Oscar shot a bullet out of the sunroof. That would not be true according to you? Not, not what I remember. Well, that's an interesting answer. Not what I remember. Is it that you can't remember? That you say she may, be, may have spoken the truth? Or is it that you're happy and satisfied that your version is the truth? That's what I'm happy, that my version is the truth, my lady. But then your answer should be, that did not happen when I was in the car. Ms. Taylor's version, that did not happen. 
Would that be fair? Well, if you're going to word it like that, then yes, no, that did not happen. Yes. Just explain to the court, you, would, you left the scene after being stopped the second time. And take it from there. Where did you go to? We are, I don't know who these people were. Basically, Oscar said, please, we need to go to these people's place to sort out something either pertaining to a gun license or a weapon itself. And that's where we went. According to Ms. Taylor, she remember about signing of papers, but it was close to the Fall River. No, it was nowhere near the Fall River. Where was it, more or less? Uh, all I remember was that you had to go past on uh, you had to go past Greenstone and just carry on all the way. There's an eco reserve on the left hand side, and you just carried on going down that direction. And from there, where did you go to? To their house. Whose house? I do not know the people. Now after that, after being to their house. After we we actually went to the gourmet garage for dinner, my lady. What time was that? I can't give you a time. What I can tell you is that on the way home, it's a bit random, though, but it was a beautiful sunset. And I remember, so it must have been a little while later after the sun had set, my lady. The time given of this offence is 30 September 2012. Would that accord with your memory? It does, my lady. So when did you see this beautiful sunset? On the way from these people's place to the restaurant for dinner. And which you go to the gourmet cafe there? Gourmet garage in Ethel Square, my lady. And after that? After that, I can't remember what happened. How long did you stay there? We had had a dinner, and uh, on the way out, there was a an elderly couple that was sitting at a table, a couple of tables away from us. And uh, when we were leaving, they started discussing Oscar and uh, the lady at the table. I'm not sure, something pertaining to golf. And then I carried on walking out the restaurant. You, I couldn't hear the part about golf? Something pertaining to golf. <laughs> and then I had walked out the restaurant. What pertained to golf? I don't know. Something that either they had played together or she saw him playing somewhere before. And then I had walked out the restaurant, my lady. And from there, where did you go? I can't remember where we left from well, there. I, I do not know where we went from there. Now let's take it back. You drive from this house from somewhere. It's a beautiful sunset and you go to have dinner. Straight from that house to dinner. Yes. Who was at the dinner? The accused, Sam Taylor, and myself were at dinner. Who were they, sorry? The accused, Sam, the three of you? Correct. And now after dinner? You still have one car? I was saying I do not know what happened after that. I understand that, but am I correct to say you're still there in the same car? Well, we arrived there in the same car, so yes. So what happened now? As I just said previously, I do not know what happened after that. I can't remember what happened after but, that. But how is that that you give evidence about the events in the morning or in the afternoon, in the evening. but then suddenly there's a blank? 
not suddenly a blank. I just can't remember where, how we went our own separate ways or if we went our own separate ways or if I had dropped him or if he had dropped me. I do not know. I, I, I tell you what I think it is. You might have heard that a statement was put that Mr. Pistorius played golf at St. Andrews. And did that contribute to you now realizing I'm not sure now about my facts and no, I'm going it's got to say that to do I can't remember? It's got nothing to do with that. Why would that pertain to the situation? So how is it that you remember up to dinner and you can even remember a conversation, something about golf with someone that spoke to Mr. Pistorius. Because I was walking then, right behind him when we were leaving the restaurant. He had then started talking to her and then I, I then walked out. I, I fully understand that, but you can remember so well that you walk behind them, remember walking behind them, remember overhearing this conversation and then? I walked out the restaurant. And from there on? I do not know. It's just blank. You have I no memory. I can't remember. When, from when do you remember again? I don't know what you're referring to. Can what you I remember, remember everything, there? anything about the evening after the restaurant, after walking behind them? No, I can't. No, not a thing. No. My lady, would this be an opportune time? It's one o'clock. We'll take our journey. The world's eyes and ears are on the Oscar Pistorius trial. Keep yours on Oscar Extra. You're listening to Gershwell Brooks, and um, I just wanted to mention that it seems that they're about to start, and uh, we will now resume with the live feed from court. Mr. Fresco? Yes, my lady. Yes, Mr. Roo? Thank you, my lady. Mr. Fresco, for purposes of this afternoon now, what I'm going to do, I'm first going to deal with the sunroof incident and then with the Tasha's incident after that. During the adjournment, I looked at the evidence of Ms. Taylor, and I've already referred to one part, but this is the second part of her evidence, and I quote, the shot was fired because they, and we know that you and Mr. Pistorius, were angry at the police, and they found it very funny to irritate the police, if that makes sense. That's the quote. What do you say about that? Definitely not, my lady. And then, as to the timing, she says, and I quote, because I remember it being shortly after we left the police. Definitely not, my lady. I'm, I'm trying to understand how it is that you have two people in a car that can differ <laughs> so dramatically about when and where and why the shot was allegedly fired. Can you assist us? My testimony is the truth, my lady. That's what I remember. Yes. Can you remember where the shot was fired? The roundabout vicinity that I had shown Detective Van Arts and the photographer. But can you remember where it was? From what I remember, it was right after the robots at that intersection. I had taken Detective Van Art up and he, had, he was driving, I was passenger. I had asked him to please drive me up and down the area a few times. So it was not that you could take him straight to the place? 
No, I could not. And after a few times, how did you pick that spot? I do remember the area that it, that it had happened in. I wasn't 100% sure until I had seen it a few times. So what you say, you had to drive a few times past the spot, and then after a few times, you remembered it. Yes, my lady. So the first time you did not remember it. This. I knew it was in that vicinity. I could not be specific until I had seen it again, my lady. So what caused you to remember is when you look more and more at the spot, it then came back to your memory. Yes, as I had seen it then, on the way down, on the way back, on the way down, and then again on the way back. So it's four times? Twice in either direction. So in the fourth time you remember it? Yes. And the second time actually is not the fourth time. So there and back would be one time, there and back again would be the second time. But driving past the spot, that would be the fourth time. Because when you drive both, there, both and you directions, drive back, yes. It's the fourth time. At the scene where you were stopped, where you say that was this, the handling of Mr. Pistorius' firearm, are you sure that you found the bullet? Absolutely. And before you answer, can you remember a policeman putting his radio in with the aerial and digging the bullet out? No, I had not seen that. You have not seen that? No, and I can't tell you why, because at the time it was very tight and I cut my hand trying to get the bullet from the side. You could not get it out and the policeman then put his, the aerial of his radio in and he got it out? Because no. you could not put your hand in That's there. not correct. You picked up the bullet? I did, my lady. How did, how did it happen that you were outside the car? Initially, the police officer, when he had stopped us, had pleased asked me to get out of the vehicle. And where did you go to? Towards the front right-hand side of the vehicle. And how did you happen to get to the left of the vehicle? After, after they had been chatting, I had walked around to the other side of the car. Doing what there? I had just gone around to make sure that everything was okay because they were arguing and arguing and I said we must just, we, we should, sorry let me start that again. After the police officer and I had spoken for a while after having me given him, me having given him my license and then I can't remember what had happened 100% in the interim but I had gone around a little bit later to try and get the bullet from inside the vehicle. So you went around to the left side to get the bullet? The passenger side of the vehicle, yes, my lady. Why did you scrumple the ticket for the uh, number plate? Because the police officer or the Metro police was taking his time to write it out. I, I, I don't understand. If you could explain that, maybe. He was taking longer. It just, he was taking, he was writing a line, then he was waiting and then looking and then writing a line and waiting and looking. It just took him some time to write out the ticket. But what does that have to do with you scrambling the <coughs> ticket? Because by then I just, I was, I, would, I was, would have liked to have just gotten going and he was taking his time to write out the ticket. Yes, I know it took his time, but why is that relevant in the way that you handle this ticket given to you by the policeman? What That's what I don't understand. What should I have done with the ticket? I, can, can you repeat that question and maybe answer it? 
I'd said to you, what should I have done with the ticket? I had the ticket in my possession, I crumpled it and I'd thrown it on the passenger what side. What do you think you should have done with the ticket? Kept it, which we did, because it was then given over to the dealership. The ticket was still in the vehicle. It was not discarded at any point. It was thrown on the floor in the vehicle. In your evidence in chief, what was significant, Mr. Fresco, is this. You tell the court that you went to a house, something to do with Mr. Pistorius' firearm, but you weren't too sure what that was all about. And then the next part follows. From that house, we went to, towards, is it Apple Square? Apple Square, my lady. Where was, in relation, on the back seat, where was Miss Taylor sitting? I don't know, my lady. Now, according to your version, and let me put it to you that it's denied that he fired a shot. First of all, if you want to respond to that. Mr. Pistorius will deny that he fired that shot. That is incorrect, my yes. lady. Now, if, according to your version, he fires the shot. What did you say to him? Apologies again, my lady, but I asked him if he's fucking mad. And then after that? He laughed about, he just laughed about it. Uh, and then? And then we carried on with my ear ringing and burning. But did you at any time speak to him about it after that? I don't recall so, no. You just left it? I did. Now, have you since managed to recall what happened after having dinner at the Apple Center? At Apple Square. Is it Ethel or Apple? Ethel. Ethel. Ethel Square. I do not. Still a blank. Still a blank, my lady. Is it because you have heard about the golf and you playing at St. Andrews and you're concerned that you may compromise yourself on what you're saying? No. I take you to Tasha's. How, f how did it happen that you handed your firearm to Mr. Pistorius? As previously stated, he had requested to see the gun, which I had then handed over to him. And how far were your heads apart at the time when you handed the firearm to him, within, when you spoke to him, within, according to your version? Within close proximity. What is close proximity? Show the court, can, if you can, show. That would be, looks like about 20 centimetres to me. Now 30. Would that be fair, my lady, about 30 centimetres? Yes, no. <clears throat> I would say about 30, my lady. About 30, yes. Thank you, my lady. Mr. Fresco, <coughs> are you sure about this? Yes, I am. i tell you why. During the adjournment, we put a table together and we tried to get our heads to get that close, and it was not possible. So at some point, I'm going to ask you to demonstrate to the court how it's possible okay. when one is sitting on the left and one on the right diagonally across him to get the heads together like that. So, in view of that, are you still positive it was that close? 
That's what I remember. I can't give you an exact specific figure. There were no measurements between our heads at the time, but it was close enough. As I'd said, if he was sitting on the couches, he was quite far back. He would have had to lean forward. I then leaned forward at the same time and handed it over. Even if you cannot get that close? I remember us being fairly close, my lady. Then you used the words, as far as I can remember, in your previous answer. What does that mean? If my memory serves me correctly, yes. that's what I remember, that I had moved forward, he had moved forward, and we were in close proximity of each other. If I say to someone, if my memory serves me correct, I have some uncertainty, and say that's the best I can do for you. I do remember us being very close, my lady. But can you really remember how close? Seeing that I don't have a ruler with me at that specific time, my lady, no. I cannot remember exactly in definition how close we were together. I, I was not asking you in measurements. I was just asking to demonstrate. But what is interesting, Mr. Fresco, the moment I explained to you the demonstration, you followed an answer with as far as I can remember. That's that, what, the, what is significant in your evidence. That is my story. And that's, I'm not changing that story, that we were within close proximity of each other. That, that close proximity, I ask you if you remember, also does not appear in your statement. Would you agree? Could you repeat that, please? That close proximity that you talk about does not appear in your statement when you went to Mr. Witz and Mr. Alexander to assist you. As I said, I have not read my affidavit word for word on the paper for a fairly long time but the only way he could have received the weapon from me under the table he would have had to have moved forward I had moved forward and we had met you see let me go back to the two previous points absent in your statement and this one that I asked you about the other one was of significance and that is that there was no mention <coughs> about Mr. Pistorius asking you to take the blame. We've gone through that, you remember? Yes, lady. And you know why this is significant? Let me explain to you. Mr. shouldn't the statement be with the witness? I can do it. I'm not going back to the statement again, but I, it was admitted that it's not there. So it won't help him in a sense that... But lady, I can I, do it. I disagree. I'm looking for the statement. It was never admitted it wasn't there. He said, I don't know. I haven't read my statement. If anything should be made of it, the statement should be before court. Uh, otherwise, th th those questions not even worth asking. Because neither the court doesn't know if it's there. The witness doesn't. The witness, the two previous points, on the one point the witness indicated when we start a cross-examination, it's not there. But for the rest, he said he hasn't read his statement. I'm very happy to. It is, if the state could make it available, and I will see that the copies be made quickly. Well, there are marks, but I don't think that, I don't believe that the court will be influenced by underlining it. But let me develop the point, <coughs> Mr. Fresco, and when you have your statement, you can read for yourself, unless Mr. Mel tells the court that it is in there, and it is this. At the bail application, there was a suggestion that Mr. Pistorius asked someone to take the blame. So what I put to you, your statement was settled on the 10th of June 2013, as you will see now. 
if you were satisfied that that's the truth and you do a 204 statement that's one point that will be and would have been in your statement do you agree could you please explain that again or repeat that to me that was an important point and you sit with an experienced advocate and an attorney and your statement's not made immediately it's made on 30 september 18 june 2013. we can sit back and carefully consider the events particularly in view of the fact that it's a statement in terms of section 204 where you may incriminate yourself so it's a statement where you would be very meticulous what i want to know from you that you forget it at that time the fact that you were asked to take the blame i did not forget that did you deliberately withhold the information i did not deliberately withhold any information could you give any explanation assuming just for a moment because the statements will be here and you have one in front of you why it would not be in your statement i don't know now what exactly did you say to Mr. Pistorius when you handed the firearm to him? While leaning in towards each other, I said to him, there's one up, as previously stated. What did he say to you in response to that? Okay. Did he say okay? Yes, he did. I'm, I'm sorry, I could not hear that. Yes, he did. You see, that is evidence of great significance we'll go to your statement now but let me take you to your evidence this far i ask you about it and the state ask you about this incident one thing that was absolutely absent was mr pistorius responding to what you've said and saying to you okay that's the first time you introduce it now what do you say today you had asked me if he had said anything no one had asked me this before you have just asked me this and once asked i'd answered but mr fresco it's not that easy we are all dependent on your evidence to tell us the whole truth and you talk about that incident it's what you leave out that's important and that was left out in main evidence in your statement i'll put it to you and even in the earlier cross-examination. There was no reference to it. It's the first time that this comes out. Can you explain that? I can't. Then you added something in your evidence about the magazine. What was that? I had basically said that once he had taken the weapon from me, I had seen a movement that he had made supposed to have been clearing the weapon of the one bullet in the chamber what he had obviously not done is he didn't check that the magazine was still in which would have then meant that he cycled the bullet out of the chamber and another one from the magazine back into the chamber making the gun ready to fire now you said something about you wanting to talk about the magazine can you remember that i had and not specifically, but I do remember talking something earlier about the magazine. Yes, in court. Specifically what did. What was it in court that you, you said with reference to the magazine? If I remember correctly, I said 
I wanted to have told him or have said to him that the magazine is still in. But being someone of, who I thought was very competent with a weapon, I thought he would have checked that, my lady. May I make available the copies of the statements? I think it should be Exhibit W, if I'm not mistaken, my lady. I, I, I don't understand that, Mr. Fresco. There was no rush. It was really easy to say to Mr. Pistorius, listen, the magazine is in. Do you agree? I do. You know where this comes from, actually, this, your reference to the magazine, Mr. Fresco? It comes from the fact that it was put to Mr. Lerina that after the shot had gone off, Mr. Oscar Pistorius was upset. And one of the reasons was that you handed to him a gun with a magazine and without telling him that the magazine is in. That's where it comes from. Do you agree? Why would I walk around with a weapon without a magazine in it, my lady? Can you explain that question that you asked? Why would I walk around with a magazine, a weapon without a magazine in it? I, I'm not talking about walking around, Mr. Fresco. I'm talking about you handing the firearm over to Mr. Pistorius and I'm putting something else to you. What I'm putting to you is in Mr. Lerina's evidence. What was said and what was put to Mr. Lerina is that Mr. Pistorius was upset because you'd failed to tell him that the magazine was on, was in. That is where your evidence today comes from, that you, you wanted to tell him, but you did not tell him about the magazine. What do you say to that? I did not tell him at the time, but as I had said earlier, being someone who I thought being competent with a weapon, I would have most definitely have checked if the magazine was still in the weapon. But then I failed to understand the relevance of the magazine. All you could have said, I passed him the firearm and I believe he was competent. Why the reference to the magazine? What you wanted to tell him and seemingly did not have time to do? That's what I'm trying to find out. Because if it was someone else that may have handed it to me, if the roles were reversed, I would have checked specifically to make sure if there was a magazine inserted into the weapon at the specific time that the weapon was handed over before clearing the weapon, but my lady. My understanding is you wanted to tell him that a magazine was in, but there was some time constraint. Not so? I wouldn't say there was a time constraint. It was as he had moved back and then I had moved back. Why did you not tell him then? I don't know. No, but if, if, if you wanted to tell him that, that was the perfect opportunity. If it's true what you're saying, of course. Having thought again of him being competent, I thought he would have checked that before recycling the weapon. So, cycling the weapon, milady. So are you saying that in fact you wanted to tell him that? There was some time constraint, but then when you sat back, you thought about it again, and because you believed he was competent, you decided not to s say anything about the magazine. Would that be a fair summary of your evidence? Yes, my lady. <coughs> so, must I understand that after, immediately after you handed the firearm to him, 
You thought about the magazine, but decided not to tell him. Yes, my lady. And you know Mr. Pistorius was upset about the fact that you did not tell him about the magazine that was in No, I did not know. What did he say to you? He said nothing to me. We were all in shock about what had just happened. Oh, let, let the shock pass. What did he then say to you? There was this bang, and now what did he say to you? He had please asked me, because of the media hype around him at the, at the time, please, can you take the rap for it? What? Take the blame for it. Did he not say a word that someone could be heard? And why did you give him a firearm with a magazine in? I don't remember him saying anything like that. So it's not that he did not say it, it's just that you don't remember it. Don't remember him saying that to me. I did not hear that, my lady. The last part I did not hear? I did not hear that, my lady. Well, there's a difference between don't remember him saying that and he did not say that. I do not remember hearing him say that yes. to me, my lady. Is, is there uncertainty with your memory there? No, there isn't, my lady. Can you clearly remember what happened directly after the shooting? I do indeed. So what did Mr. Pistorius say to you? After the noise had resumed, we had carried on chatting and after he had asked me to please take the blame for it, I had said okay. Then Maria had come to the table and then after that, a while later, Jason had come to the table and after that, we had, uh, we had requested the bill after everyone had finished and then we had left the restaurant, Milady. On the way out, Oscar apologizing to the owner again. Again, when was the first time that he apologised? Sorry, I think I'd worded that wrong, m'lady. As seeing that I had apologised earlier. But it was not my, wrong. My, my apologies, because I'd apologised to the owner's wife, as well as the owner, and then against once we were leaving, and so did the accused at the same time that we were leaving, m'lady. I want to put it to you that it was not wrong. He apologized previously to the owner and when he paid, he apologized again and he offered to pay for the damages. I don't remember that. I had, I had offered to pay for the damages with the owner afterwards. Yes. If you say you don't remember, don't you remember him apologizing, uh, pay, offering to pay? I don't, m'lady. Now, let's just get back after the shooting. You say... You carried on chatting. We did. What, what was that all about? There's now a shot. There's now, I assume, the stunned silence. And then you carried on chatting. Yes, we did. About what? I can't remember what we spoke about, my lady. So when did this please take the blame version come in? That happened just after the weapon was passed back to me, my lady. So he gave you the weapon, and what did he say to you? If you yes. just give me a minute, I just want to get your evidence in chief there. You would just bear with me? Yes. What did he say to you? Sorry, can you repeat that again, please, lady? I'm sorry, Mr. Fresco, I did not hear that. Can you repeat that, please? The question? Yes, please. Yes, what did Mr. Pistorius say to you? He had asked me to please take the blame for it as there was a lot of media hype around him at the time. So he said to you, 
please take the blame because there's a lot of media hype around me. Yes. Were those the exact words? I can't say verbatim, but it was pertaining to him being in the media spotlight. So it was something about him being in the media spotlight and then wanting you to take the blame to do what? To say that it was me that had discharged the firearm in a restaurant. Did he say to you, Mr. Fresco, please, you must say that you discharged the firearm? No, he did not say that, milady. He had requested me to take the blame for what had happened. Did he request you to take the blame for the shot going off or for handing him the firearm with the magazine? For the shot going off. Did he say that? Could not have been for anything else. Now, my question is, did he say that? Take the blame for the shot going off? No, not in those words, he didn't. Or did he just say, there's media hype around me, please take the blame? Yes, he did. Is that all? In In similar words? Yes. And what did you say to him? I said I will. And when did you think of the story about the firearm falling out of your shorts? In between the owner's wife coming to the table and after that then the owner had come to the table. Now of course if you're wrong Mr Fresco that it was first Mr Lupus coming to you then your version does not make sense that you could do it think of that in between. I remember Mr. Lupus's wife coming to me first and then someone else after, and then J- Jason Lupus coming to me after that. Yes. What did she say to you? She goes, what just happened? Or what happened? So she, did she ask you about the noise? She had come, that, she had come straight to the table. How long after this noise? I can't remember an exact time period. It must have been a minute or so. Too quick for you to dream up a story? I, I can't remember a specific time period of how long it took. And how long after that did Mr. Lupus come? I don't know. It was a, a while after that. I can't give you an exact time period. Now, you have your statement exhibit W, if I'm correct. W. W, my lady. Can you look at it? I'm going to the Second page, paragraph 14. Could you read? I was seated diagonally opposite Oscar. Yes. Oscar asked me to pass him my firearm. I handed him the firearm under the table, telling him that there was one up. Where's the movement of the heads? Because you sit now with an experienced advocate, an experienced attorney, to say to them, let me explain to you how it happened. Because you said you weren't too sure if that's in your statement. Would you like me to show you? Yes, Yes. as as I just shown you now. Is that the only thing that you told him? Having gone talking about your statement, Mr. Fresco. I've just read to the end of number fifteen. Yes, and stating him telling that there was one up. And then after that, what sixteen? After he had taken the firearm, I saw him doing something to the to the farm, which I thought looked like clearing it. I was concerned at this but before I could do anything a shot went off but fortunately nobody was badly injured he immediately handed the firearm back to me which I reholstered go on because I'm looking now for the blame one of our party was however struck in the leg by shrapnel 
And within then paragraph 19. Within seconds of the shot, hush fell over the restaurant and I told our party to continue as if nothing had happened. So well, let's stop there. So there was a hush and then you spoke. I told our party to continue as if nothing had happened. So you took the lead there. I did. So there you decided, let's just pretend there was nothing. Guys around the table, please carry on with a normal conversation as if nothing had happened. Was that your approach? It was. I didn't want to bring to the light what had just happened in the packed or crowded restaurant. I'm sorry, I could not hear that, Mr. Fresco. I didn't want to bring to attention to the table what had just happened, hoping the majority of the people may have thought it could have been a, a gas explosion or something in the kitchen of yes. Tash's, which we were sitting right next to. So what we do know that you took the lead there to say, guys, carry on as if nothing had happened. That, that's the words that you remember on 30 uh, 10 June 2013, is that correct? Yes. Those are the words? Yes. And then after that, the owner's the wife sentence? approached and I apologised to her. Sorry, for first, the last sentence of paragraph 19. The conversation and normal restaurant noise soon resumed. Soon resumed. Now, what is... I don't see that apart from you saying, I told our party to continue as if nothing had happened. What I don't see there is the blame. Do you agree? Because there was still silence in the restaurant. What does that mean, Mr. Fresco? As I just said, the restaurant was dead silent. Where is the blame now? After the noise resumed. Let's read it to see if we can force it in there. The conversation and normal restaurant noise soon resumed. A conversation. You say it was part of that conversation. The conversations lead into each other. Conversations lead into each other. Yes. So we could have been talk, as I said, once the noise had resumed and everything else, we had carried on talking. Yes, but when was it now that Mr. Pistorius asked you to take the blame? If you look at that paragraph in relation to that paragraph 19, when was that? I see there's a silence by you. So I can't remember exactly now when he had asked me. There was a statement that he had asked me. I can't remember exactly when it happened. You can't remember now exactly when he asked you? I can't remember if it was before um, Maria having arrived at the table or oh. in between Maria and Jason arriving or after Jason arriving and then having us asking for the bull and leaving. I can't remember when that happened. So it could have happened on one of three occasions. Just repeat that again, just my own benefit, please. The first one was when? It could have happened either after the noise in the restaurant resumed and we started talking again or it could have happened after Maria had come, or it could have happened after Jason had come and gone, Milady. Well, let's look at it. If it happened after Maria had come, if that is Miss Lucas, would that then explain, according to your version, why you apologised to her without taking the blame on your version? Please, can you repeat that? Well, let me help you first, and then I'll repeat the question I undertake. Go to paragraph 20. Read that. The owner's wife approached, and I apologised to her for the incident. 
So if you say could have happened, and I'm just working with that one case scenario, if you've given the first and then the second one, it could have happened after the owner's wife had left because you apologized to she she's leaving now and that is Mr the husband's coming later. It could have happened then, according to your version. As I had said, it could have happened on three different occasions, my lady. I can't be exactly sure on which of those it happened, but it most definitely happened while we were sitting before having left the restaurant, my lady. It, it could even have happened after Mr. Lupus had come to the table. It could have, yes, my lady. You see, will you agree that, Mr. Fresco, that you have a great uncertainty about this blaming on what was exactly said and when it happened? when you were requested to do that? I have uncertainty of the specific time that it happened. I don't have any uncertainty that it happened, my lady. And you also have an uncertainty of what was really said or not? No, I remember him having said that please take the blame or the rap for this as there's too much media hop around him. Please take the blame for what? Mr. Please take the blame for, for this. Did he say for this? <coughs> Yes, having what he had just done or what had just happened. So did he say, please take the blame for what has just happened or for what I have done? Which one? For Batesham, I can't remember. But it was definitely pertaining to him having shot in the restaurant. Yes. And then 21, her husband later also approached and I apologised to him too. On our way out, Oscar apologised to him. We then left. Would that be correct? Yes, my lady. Where is this make-up story that you told them about the firearm falling from your... I, I'm not sure, shorts or tracksuit pants. I'm not shorts, sure. Shorts. It was the middle of summer. There wouldn't have been a need to wear tracksuit pants in summer. There was a reason why I asked it, because the previous witnesses referred to tracksuit pants. I saw that, and I never, ever wear tracksuit pants unless you, I'm going to what, gym. What do you lady. mean you saw that? Mr. Fresco? It's been on Twitter. So you've been following that part of the evidence? The bits and pieces that I see. But this, is, but this has definitely got... <laughs> it's got nothing to do with whether I was wearing shorts or tracksuit pants. It's stuff that's been in the media, on the news. doesn't matter where you look, where you turn, where you go, what you listen to, what you watch. It's all over the media. My lady, if, I, if I'm watching the news, it's all over the news. If I'm listening to the radio, it's all over the radio. I understand that, Mr. Fresco. I'm not blaming you for that. I just need to know that you followed the proceedings. Not entirely, no. I understand not entirely, but at least when it was relevant to, to your evidence, you must have followed that, in all fairness. From what... There have been plenty of people that have said to me, your name's being mentioned, your name's being mentioned, your name's being mentioned, on numerous occasions. Yes. I would have liked to know what was said. I understand that, and that's why you made it your case to find out what was said. But I understand that. Is my understanding correct? Yes, it is, my lady. That Mr. Pistorius, if you can just explain this movement when you handed a gun to you, sitting diagonally across you, Yes. If you could just explain that movement, because I'm interested in 
how his head could move that far across. And I've, I've told you we tried that and could not get close to what you demonstrated. So if you can just explain. Having leaned forward and passed the weapon underneath the table. But if you lean forward, I'm watching you, you don't go forward a lot. You can do it again, lean forward. Where, My head's where going are you, forward Where's your lot. head in relation to the bench there when you lean forward? Can you show, tell the court? It's That's hanging it. over the bench. Is it in line with the side of the bench? You can do it again. No, it's over the bench. How far? If you show the court with your hand. It's easy. Just do it again. And you can show. Is it how far? I would probably say about so much over the table. Again, the same distance yes, as you asked me earlier. I understand. Earlier. About the 30 centimeters. Joined with his however far he had come over, whether it's been 30 centimeters yes. or so, 60 centimeters over the table. So we have a combined 60 centimeters. Yes. That's the point I was making. As I was saying earlier, milady, I can't be, I'm not a judge of distance, but like I said, he had most definitely heard me as I had heard him say I'd asked him. That, I was. Do you agree that there were two tables joined? Yes, I do. <laughs> and you were sitting, I can't. The numbers in this photo. Maybe just the next photo will show the numbers of the one before. Number four is where Number I was four. sitting. Can you see the distance? Yes, I'm I can. I'm trying to get your 30, 30 centimeters apart. You agree that cannot be? I can get close enough to hear what he's saying. That's something else. If, if it's close enough, I'm talking about your. Well, seeing that you put me on the spot of an exact defined space. Yes or measure. You see what was also interesting at this point in time was Mr. Lerina gave evidence and he was specifically asked whether because of the noise in the restaurant that it could be that Mr. Pistorius did not hear what you were saying because Mr. Pistorius was sitting farther away from you than Mr. Lerina. You understand what I say? Yes, I do. And you know what he did not say to this court, Mr. Lerina? He, he, what he did not say is, my lady, in fact, let me tell you why this is not true, what Mr. Pastore is saying. Because I saw the two of them, the heads moving to be in close proximity. That's totally absent in this evidence. He rather agreed to that possibility. He did not say that it could not be because he saw your heads moving as explained by you. It's not in his evidence. And that was the perfect opportunity to say that. You understand that? I do. That was his statement, though. I'm, I'm reminded, I didn't pick it up, that you say that you were sitting right next to the kitchen. I had said earlier that we're sitting closest to the kitchen at the back corner. That's why I'd said, again, I'd said earlier that it, that's why it may have been a possibility that other people in the restaurant may have thought it could have been a gas explosion. When Mr. Pistorius asked you asked to see your firearm, did you speak to him apart from saying one up? No. The lady had asked me for the weapon and I passed it over to him. Did you not use the word 
okay. When they ask you, say okay. I may have. Because I'm trying to. As the same as you said to me, how come he said okay after I told him that there's one up? So we said okay and okay. As I said. Okay from you and okay from Mr. Pistorius. That I was passing my weapon over to him, yes. And then he had heard that there was one up, yes. Who paid the bill? I don't know, my lady. I really don't know that. Oscar was a big fan of normally paying for bills if we had gone out for dinner or lunches or anything along those lines. He normally picked up the tab. Not expected, but he had done that. Were you not present when he paid for the bill because that will be his evidence that he paid? I was present, but I can't remember who had paid for the bill as there were four of us there, not just two of us at the table. Did he pay for the bill at the table or did he pay when he walked out? I don't know. Normally they bring the bill to the table if you ask for the bill. Maybe it would have been an opportune time. Will adjourn until tomorrow at half past nine in the morning. The world's eyes and ears are on the Oscar Pistorius trial. Keep yours on Oscar Extra.